What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. that time once again awesome.com friday betting show super bowl edition even though the game is not three days away we've got over a week but you know what it's never too early to talk a little super bowl a little college hoops a little golf everything that you guys need we're gonna get into myself ben reza here with julian edlow happy friday sir happy friday the super bowl show before the super bowl show correct show before the show the game within the game uh yeah i mean i i asked you right before the show how your thursday went you said it went pretty good you've been hitting those nba props certainly something i think we all can take advantage of uh we're gonna you know we're gonna have some things here at awesome definitely diving into that i do want to start though uh well first what's up chad it's good to see everyone want to start with college hoops though you know it's friday it's never the best day of the week tuesdays saturdays usually where you're getting big time action, but every, every Friday, it seems like they throw one big game, particularly in the big 10. We've got Iowa and Illinois tonight last week, Michigan, Purdue, which worked out for us. I think we were kind of on the right side of that one. So what do you make just very peripherally before we dive into some other topics of the college slate tonight? Yeah, it feels good when you can get one of those ones like Michigan last, last Friday, uh, and have the right read and have it go the right way and have the better team clearly dominate the game. Um, But those type of reads seem to be few and far between. Obviously a big Illinois-Iowa game uh, on on Friday night. I tend to think that, you know, Iowa's obviously a machine. I really liked Illinois in like the early going. Like I have a a plus 2,500 ticket on them to – to win it all. I don't even know what the current odds are. That might not even be good anymore. It was very good at the time. Uh, Illinois has more duds than Iowa does. Mm -hmm. Iowa had a massive dud against uh, Indiana 
And that was the game where I actually bet the Iowa team total in that game. And they went 11 minutes without a field goal from the 12 minute mark left in the game. Oh yeah. They scored a field goal with a minute left in the game. The most, you know, an offense up there, lethal, probably below just Baylor and Gonzaga. And uh, that happens at home. So Iowa's capable of a dud. I think Illinois has fallen, you know, fallen flat more often. Um, Illinois has also fallen flat more and be able to recover in the same game. Like they've had some second half swings of like 20, 30 points, uh, which I think would be tough to do against Iowa. This is all a long way of saying, I don't have a great read on this game. I could see it going either way. It's two very good teams with a lot of good players that have shown capable of, of coming out flat in any, you know, random situation. So, I, you know, you and I are both A-10 guys. I think I, I'm somehow a little more interested in the A-10 game tonight. Uh, most people will probably be watching this one, though. So we'll see. Maybe something will come together later in the day for me. But Saturday, which we can touch on a little bit, I think this Big 12 – um, SEC showdown schedule uh, is is really cool. Yeah, so the game tonight, I- I'm I'm with you. Uh, I I don't know about exactly where these teams are. You know, it's funny. I I still find myself when you have a big win, and I put that in extreme quotes early in the year. It's like, oh, they they crushed Duke. Well, it turns out the Duke is not good. Or like, oh, this team that, you know, we'll get to Richmond in a little while. Oh, like, you know, they, they won in Kentucky. Well, that doesn't really mean anything now that we've seen the season play out. So, like, I try to keep stuff like that in check uh, as we go. And I, I think that this is the type of game. It's, it's an interesting to get a read on. Iowa, they, they kind of have their formula. They've got guards that they've got the three-point shooters. Illinois, a little different, uh, you know, Great guard, great big man, kind of an inside-outside combo. <clears throat> I don't think it's a game that I, I want. If I had to bet it, I would bet Iowa, but I, I'm not looking to to do that. I think this is two teams. Clearly, if either of them brings you know their A game, I, I think they win this game. And come March, these are the type of teams, you know, Final Four-esque, if they get a good draw, there's no doubt about it. But I do want to – I mean, there's so many bad games – in, in my world, like Dixie State. Friday nights are, fr- see, Friday nights is where I always don't come with that much college and say, oh, but I like these things on Saturday. Um, and there's a million NBA games on Friday nights. So I'm looking for injury news and doing the NBA props like I always talk about. And it's the perfect college schedule for you every Friday to just dive into some of these games. Yeah, it's amazing. Like I said, we got Cal Baptist is on the schedule. Tarleton State is on the schedule. All all real shenanigans. But there is another big game. We'll talk about that. Then we'll get in, in, into a little golf. And then I know everyone wants to get to the Super Bowl. We'll talk about the Super Bowl. Not to worry. St. Louis and Richmond. These are teams that, you know what, most people don't care about. And you don't really need to until you get to the tournament. And then you're like, oh, this is a seven seed. And they're going to draw this two seed. You don't want to mess around with these are the type of teams that could poise to make a run. They both have some talent. We were talking before the show, St. Louis had a major COVID situation. They had to shut down for a while. It was five, six, seven games. They returned to play Dayton. No surprise. I don't want to say it's no surprise, but they lost that game. But it's hard to come back when other teams have been playing. Richmond's been dealing with it too. So where do you gauge teams that are at no momentum, no flow within their season? 
That's a very good question. I don't know. That's why betting college basketball has been so hard. Um, in like in and and COVID situations have definitely affected college basketball, and oh, they, sure. it hasn't as much in. I don't want to say it hasn't, but it's been different in professional sports. Like teams have done okay coming out of 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 COVID pauses. Like you go back to the first big one where everybody was on it. That uh, remember the Titans were off for so long, and the Bills were such a hot bet against them. I bet the Bills, and the Titans were at home, came out of the COVID pause, and just demolished the Bills. And that maybe it was a Tuesday game. Um, yeah. So teams have come out okay from COVID pauses in other sports that college basketball, it always seems to affect you. So something that I'm trying to figure out is how long are those effects? And maybe you have a better answer than me. You say, unsurprisingly, you know, St. Louis lost the first game out of their break and St. Louis's break was longer than everybody else's. They hadn't played since before Christmas. That's what I'm saying. Before Christmas. And they come back on, What's the date? They come back on Tuesday, lose to Dayton by five as a nine-point favorite. So not great. St. Louis hadn't covered their last two games before the the shutdown. Um, one of them was as a massive a massive favorite against. I don't even know what UMKC stands for, but yeah, baby, the Kangaroos. Don't <laughs> don't sleep on Missouri Kansas City. Okay, the Kangaroos, of course. A lot yeah. of Kangaroos in Kansas City. Yeah, everyone knows it's a hot spot. Um, they Minnesota Minnesota's legit an eight point loss there but St. Louis was favored by two in that game so that shows you how how highly they were thought of though before the shutdown Richmond side awful awful loss by 14 as 14 point favorites to LaSalle they get the big bounce back against St. Joe's they cover the 13 winning by 23 it feels to me like it should be – I want to say it's going to be a St. Louis bounce-back spot, tight spread. I think they're the better team in a vacuum. I just don't know timing-wise, like, how you put this all together. Yeah, it, it's – listen, it's very challenging. Uh, these are these are good, balanced teams. You know, St. Louis is top 50 in offensive and defense efficiency per Ken Palm. Uh, Richmond's better offensively than they are defensively. I think it's pretty obvious. One thing, you know, I'm a St. Louis guy. I like their coach. I like their team. They can't shoot free throws. They're in the Creighton bucket of a lot of missed free throws. I watched the end of the Dayton game, and they had their chances. Got to make your free throws. But here, getting a couple points, I I do lean to St. Louis. I think they're the best team in the A-10. So if they are, this is the type of games you got to win. What did What did you get St. Louis at? Two. Plus two. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of ones out there now. Ones, one and a half. Yeah, it's been bouncing around. It was it was one. I I got up pretty early this morning, and it was one. Uh, and then it was two. Now I see one and a half. So again, I don't think it's a huge deal. Even you know, if you say you know what, screw it, I'm going to take plus one ten. I don't mind that, and just take them to win the mm-hmm. game. I do think they win that, and the point probably doesn't come into play, but. Other than that, let's get to Saturday before we move on. What is there something specifically that you wanted to talk about? I know you mentioned the Big 12 SEC Challenge. They're doing some, you know, cross-conference games, some big matchups. I just think those games are – there's a lot of really interesting, good games on, on the Saturday card. Not that I'm going to bet them all, but it's cool this time of year to see 
you know, two legit conferences kind of get some matchups and see like, okay, where do all these teams really stand? Um, and even if you're not betting a game, watch a game with some teams that you're interested in like futures on or whatever um, and get some good information for March. I will say I have, so I have three tickets to win it all. I have a, I have a Gonzaga plus a thousand one, which I'm clutching and extremely happy That's to good. have. Um, I have Villanova plus 1400 and I have Illinois plus 2,500. No bad tickets. Really happy to have the Gonzaga ones. Um, the only other college basketball future I have, I was hoping to get um, Alabama, and this is to win the SEC tournament. They were at plus 700 on DraftKings for a while. After that LSU game, things swung, so I got them at like plus 475 to win the SEC tournament. They're now like plus 200, plus 250. Um, Alabama's good. Alabama plays a hot Oklahoma team on the road on Saturday. That's one of the noon games. I want to bet Alabama. I need to see what the line is. Uh, Alabama's just so good. And Oklahoma's maybe peaking a little much right now. They might be due for a step back. Uh, either way, I just think that's a fantastic game on, on that card. Auburn has been a team that with Sharif Cooper back has been terrific. He is like working his way into the lottery if he wants to to leave Jeez. as a as a you know really talented undersized point guard to to be taken that high at his size. They get the short end of the stick here out of the SEC and draw Baylor on Saturday. <laughs> I I've loved betting on Auburn. I need to see what the number is. Like I'm looking at Haslametrics right now. They have Baylor 87, Auburn 65. If you want to give me an Auburn plus 22, I'll take it. Where's the game? Is that's it not, Waco? I have a feeling that's not going to be the number. No. Um, but this is a spot almost where I just want to see how Auburn does. And I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for 87-65. I want them to get crushed because that schedule afterwards, if we can get Auburn, a value on Auburn for a few games, they're going to bounce back and, and cover some games just like they have been. Um, and, you know, Texas needs a bounce back win. They get Kentucky, who we know stinks. Kansas and Tennessee are two teams that are kind of like overrated. Neither of them are that good. I would be surprised to see either of those teams as like elite eight teams or anything. I think they're going down before that. Um, What else is on there? There's other good ones on there. Who's Oklahoma State have? Are they on there? Oklahoma State has... Because Cunningham has been out with COVID. There's a there's West Virginia. West Virginia, Florida is on there. Is another good one. That is a good one. Why am I not seeing? They might not be on. I mean, just give me yeah, give me I give me your thoughts on some of those games. I'll see if I can find. Yeah, I I mean, so (laughs) I turned on the game the other night and I I thought the ESPN. Sorry, Oklahoma State and Arkansas. That's very interesting because Cunningham Mm -hmm. may be back. Oklahoma State is a team that they've had some COVID issues. Arkansas. They're a decent team, but I, I've i got my eye kind of on Oklahoma State. When you're potentially, you know, the number one pick, uh, it's an interesting situation. Baylor, the other day, legitimately was up like, I think it was like 30-2 to two, uh, against Kansas State. <laughs> they, yeah. they don't mess around. They have – I'm very interested to see how Cooper – I mean, I know it's not a one-man show, but – he doesn't have to go up against Butler. He's got to go up against like six legitimate long Baylor guards. They have a the deepest. I mean, it's not even up for discussion. The deepest backcourt that I've seen in a while. Uh, 
that zone, it, it's going to be very interesting to see what a team like Auburn can do. It, it's a little insight. These feel like tournament matchups, which is why I like them too. You know, you get into the flow of conference games, they match up, you know the teams. These are almost random matchups, and it has the feel of neutral court, NCA type, you know, and I, I'd like to see how Baylor plays. I'd like to see how West Virginia plays. Uh, Kentucky doesn't have to worry about the NCAA tournament, but in theory, I'd like to see <laughs> how they play. Uh, so yeah, Saturday is going to be good. Obviously you, we'll both have some plays posted. You can go check that out. Um, anything else before we, before I sneak in a little golf, before we get to the NFL? Um, not really. The, uh, one of the more interesting spots, like I really, really want to back, uh, Texas against Kentucky, but I don't, we don't have word really, but I don't think Shaka Smart will be coaching because that was a very so. recent COVID positive COVID test. And then, you know, the number two and number five scorers missed that Oklahoma loss, which they almost came back and got. Um, I assume they're going to be out, but that's something to watch. I don't, maybe if we can get word that they're out, we get a shorter number on Texas and I'm still interested in Texas, even missing the, the bodies. It's really tough to tell what happens when you lose a coach to COVID like that. I, I don't even know how how drastic that is. Texas certainly did not look good in that last game. So that's just an unknown um, and something we have to keep an eye on. Last thing for me, I forgot to mention this. There's one other game tonight. It's more marquee than made up. But Boise State and Colorado State play for the second time. Colorado State mm-hmm. absolutely smoked them. I I would be, I mean, it's not a hot take. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Boise State plays pretty well tonight. It, it's hovering around Pickham. Boise State's a slight favorite now on, on my screen. If I had to bet that game, I think I would lean to Boise. I don't see them getting swept, even though Colorado State is peaking. They have a great backcourt. I just, I like, there's something to college hoops this year of looking at these almost back-to-back situations and, and kind of trying to break it down. Uh, rarely to me, do these teams get swept when it's a pseudo yeah. pick them like that? And so, Boise's pretty good. Boise's they pretty are. good. They're a good team, um, yeah, absolutely. I did I did forget to mention that one. I was looking at that one, and I was if I bet it, I would bet Boise. Yeah, so I'm, I'm with you there. All right. I do just quickly want to say, well, a couple things. One, chat, you guys know the drill. Hit that like button. We are marching towards 50,000 subs. We're going to get there before the Super Bowl. And it's because of you guys. And we thank you. We're going to do a great giveaway. So if you want to help us out, hit that subscribe button, like the channel, uh, and do your part. It's much appreciated. We've got plenty of content today with NBA. We've got show coming up right after us, Greg Ehrenberg, Josh Engelman, and then the team later, Deeper Dive Live Before Lock, everything that you guys need here at Awesome We also have free content today, NBA projections, top stacks, giving some things away. So you can go check that out. Certainly one of the many tools that we have, but I do want to talk about golf quickly. So they're at Torrey Pines this week. And I, all I want to say is, is just a very blanket statement. It's a, it's a two course rotation, which we see early in the season. One of the courses is Torrey South. It is much longer. It is much more difficult. The other is Torrey North. So obviously half the field played one, they flipped to the other today. Don't overreact to the actual scores. Look how the guys played, which is a general rule, but it's even more so here. Like if your guy shot around even on the south course, well, he gets the north today. He's going to have an opportunity to fly up the leaderboard. And you're going to see a bunch of guys who were five under, six under, four under, who played the north course. They go to the south today. It's not going to be so either. And they're expecting weather. I, I think that you really want to almost throw out the leaderboard. And just if you saw someone who held it together on the south course, 
they could move up the board today. I, I think that's kind of the plan of attack, not necessarily for outrights, but just in general, whether you're betting head to heads, if you're betting live, you know, some books have like live top tens, top twenties guys that already played that South course for the first time, their opportunity will be today. And I think that's one way to attack it. So, you know, the books know that, but at the same time, that to me is where the edge can be. Uh, so just public service announcement. I know you dabble a little in golf, particularly when we get to Augusta, Julian, uh, you're yeah, talking to me? Yeah, talking to you. Um, but no, I, I like I said, I know early season golf doesn't move the needle as much. Tiger's not here. Little edges, though. You, you've talked about this with three balls, like when you have a guy that's just absolutely dismal in there. It's almost like a pseudo head-to-head. Those little things can make all the difference, uh, especially when it's lesser-known names, which this tournament's pretty good, but it's not elite. Because I know nothing about golf, I strictly bet golf on theories and strategies and ideas which sometimes can be be good it completely removes bias because i know nothing about golf i know the big names at the top of the board um so i like i don't necessarily bet something on my own without Mm -hmm. asking you or somebody that knows what they're doing before saying does this make sense i think it makes sense and when you or somebody else that I trust agrees with me. I say, okay, I'll, I'll make a little little splash here. So we'll see if I get anything going for this. But uh, with the Super Bowl coming up in the middle of college basketball, in the middle of NBA, um, I probably will not see any of this this tournament. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not watching. But you know what? I I think that can help you in betting because golf is a numbers game. And you look at the strokes gained. You look at some of those variables, it's high, high variance, as we all know. I, I think that the market and people in general tend to overreact to one round, uh, particularly okay. when it's at a different course than the other guys played. Like, let's see 36 holes where everyone has played one at the north, one at the south, and, and then we'll kind of get where we're going. Um, all right. That's all I really have to say, Chad. If you have questions on specific golfers, things like that, you certainly hit me up on Twitter. Get in the Awesome Premium Slack answering those questions, breaking it down. If you're doing showdown, play the North course. We all know that. Uh, all right. Before, last thing. I keep saying before we get to the Super Bowl. I mean it this time, though. On the NBA side, I just wanted to ask you in general, because you've had a lot of success, player props, things of that nature. Are, are you still sticking with your strategy of you're going reactionary? You know, this guy's out with COVID or whatnot. I'm going to hit this, or have you found that maybe some of these moves in general, like in terms with Grant and other players, that just the personnel in, in general is not there? And even when these teams are at full strength, it's kind of a go on a player prop, a points total, a points rebound assist type thing. Yeah, uh, ninety at least 90% of it is reacting to, yep. to that day's news. Um, the NBA player props are my, I, are my bread and butter because I am – I'll tell you, like, you don't have to be a sharp better to do well in them. Breaking down these college games, you have to be really sharp. Even breaking down NBA spreads, you have to be really sharp. I'll play some of them because, you know, this is my job. I put the work in. I'm trying to find the right side of these games. And you can do fine. Like, but if if you're hitting, like, 55 to 58% of your NBA sides, like, that's doing really well, and you're going to grind out slow profit. But with the NBA props, you can really heat up uh, and react to injury news. So like last night, one that I didn't tweet out and I apologize, but I just slapped it together late because a line moved like Reggie Jackson over 25 and a half points, rebounds, assists, obviously no Kawhi and Paul George. It was minus 180 for a while. So I wasn't going to bet it. 
mm-hmm. but then I found it adding another one. It was 25 and a half most places. I found it at 26 and a half laying minus 130. I didn't think you could find that many places, so I didn't tweet it out, make people angry, but I played that, and it, it wound up working. If you can play the primary ball handler of the Clippers when Kawhi and Paul George are out, that's an extremely strong spot. Um, so you want to look for those cheap wins like that um, and, and find guys that are out and, and take advantage. That's the big piece of it. Now, there are some things that are under that are mispriced, and those are what you want to pay attention to. Jeremy Grant props are one of those. It's a weird thing where he turned down an equal contract with Denver, a team that just went to the Western Conference Final, to be a featured guy in Detroit. And that's obviously meaningful to him and something that Detroit is putting some weight in because they're featuring him. So his point prop is generally like three points below his average. So if you just keep playing that, you're going to do pretty well. Now, he missed it last night, and he's now missed it three times in his last five games. So now we have to look here. And despite all that, despite that, he's still uh, 15-4 and on the season to his point prop. Now he missed two, – two of those misses have been the second night of a back-to-back. So I now have that circled. Maybe we don't do the second night of back-to-backs for Jeremy Grant. Um, but for the most part, like, you know, you get a night where Derek Rose or Blake Griffin is out. They rest those two guys all the time. Grant does fine. He's got to look at. The one other one that we rode for a while and just missed was Aaron Gordon assists because – People don't think of him as a point guard. He's been playing point guard since Markel Fultz went down for the season. It was at four and a half for a while. He hit five or six in a row. It got bumped to five and a half for the last game. And of course he finishes at five. So maybe that knocks it back down to four and a half. That's something I want to look for. Um, So yeah, like occasionally you find a Gordon, a Grant and kind of ride it for a little while, but really news, 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 news. Yeah. And listen, that that's the key to it. You can beat it. You got to just be very, very reactive. Uh, and we try mm-hmm. to do that. And obviously, man, Tyler Brown, glass is already on top of it. Shop the odds at Odd Shopper right on the screen. You guys see that. That is where you just mentioned it. You know, you're, you're searching for Jackson. Uh, well, if you have if you're looking at Odd Shopper, you can quickly identify, OK, you know what? Is it worth it to lay add another point to lay minus 130 to me? The answer would be yes. You, you'll have mm-hmm. the ability to kind of weigh those decisions the other thing, you know, what I do with player props, and again, we're not going to get too deep into this. There's a couple teams, particularly the Kings, I've been picking on around the three-point line. They're giving up almost 40% from behind the arc defense that's last in the league. <laughs> that's like impossible. It's really bad. Uh, I had Fournier against them with, with the Magic as my prop of the day. I've been looking for people on the other team that have secure three-point volume. If they are playing the Kings, you know the volume is going to be there. The looks are going to be better. The true shooting percentage is going to be better. The books are not really reacting to that, and I think that they should be because they're dead last in the league right now. That's been working out. But enough of that. It is time. We've got nine or eight days. It doesn't really matter. But it's never too early to talk about the Super Bowl. Obviously, obviously I wanted the Packers and the Bills. So we have the Bucks. congratulations to you, and you. the Chiefs. Uh, I, I do want to ask you about the first game. We don't need to rehash old history. What did you think about that game, particularly with the refs? Uh, you throwing that flag based on what we saw, or you say it's the right call, you make the call? So I loved how, I loved how few flags we saw in that game. I think we all did. Um, you got to throw the flag there. 
not to, not just on the hold on the receiver, but there was also holding at the offensive on the offensive line. There was. Um, now I'm starting to like forget the game, but there was a big. You got a big flag on the other side. You did get one big one on the other side. Um, so I, I really respect letting them letting them grind it out. Um, but that had to be a flag. It, there was just there was too much going on there. Yeah, it was a weird ending. Uh, yes, like I said, did he grab his jersey and give them the first down? Yes, it was also holding that they did not call. I thought that Rogers' pick at the end of the half was a clear penalty that wasn't called. It, you know, it, I, I liked the consistency until the end. It was a little, but you know what? At the same time, every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pa- the Packers had numerous chances. I, yeah, was... I'll just put it put it this way. The flood. I liked not throwing the flags, but in the end, the flags weren't necessarily even. They missed one big one, and they yes. and they threw one big one. Well, that's um, that's a given. Uh, yeah, if they you definitely... if you if each team had one big flag thrown on them, it would have it would have evened it out, and it wound up one side got the right side of the call on the on the two massive plays. So that wasn't right. Um, now. Do the Packers deserve anything good to happen to them ever again for kicking that field goal? Probably not. Um, I was sitting on my couch. Uh, I had a couple beers. I thought I miscounted or something. I was like, am I drunk? Like, what is going on here? Am I, I have to be counting this wrong. Um, Why didn't you run? Nope, it's eight. It, like, I'm looking right at the number. It's eight. Uh, you have Aaron Rodgers, and you're deci- you have Aaron Rodgers. You need a touchdown. You just decided to do something that gives the ball back to Tom Brady and you still need a touchdown. You still need a touchdown and you gave the ball to Tom Brady instead of letting Aaron Rodgers try and get you a touchdown. That was one of the most mind-blowing decisions I've ever seen. Yeah. uh, Listen, I get the numbers. I just, I I don't, first of all, I don't understand why Rodgers didn't run on third down. That to me is not talked about enough. I'm not saying he definitely scores, but I guarantee that they go for it when it's sets like up fourth an and easy, two. Sets up a fourth and three or whatever. Absolutely. I, they had their chances. Like I said, the fumble, Devin White is also amazing. And we're going to get to that. The, the, the Bucks are a damn good team. Uh, and yeah, the, it is. The numbers do bear out that, you know, with the two point conversion that you, you can kick there. I just, with Rodgers to me, it's a little different. Um Listen, you know, they all at the end of the day, they, they, I keep saying this, they had their chances and we move on the second game. 
Kansas City is just too – I didn't think there was anything to talk about. Kansas City is just clearly better than the Bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what I was Bills hoping a, for. <laughs> yeah, they had a great – like uh, props to the Bills. They had a great season. They're a good team. Kansas City's offense is unstoppable, and the Bills had no answers. And you can't – I'm not saying these are bad decisions to kick field goals, but you just have to know that it's just not going to hold up. You can't hold them down with field goals. And we saw – a game that felt like it was close, and then you looked up, and it wasn't even remotely close. Yeah, that one I, I got in late on the Kansas City future, like whatever, plus 125 or something to win the AFC. So I just rode that. And then when it got to 9 nothing, I did what I did all of last postseason and just live bet the Chiefs in-game. Mm-hmm. In um, and it worked out. I, w- I was hoping Josh Allen would maybe make a big mistake. It didn't even really – it was never really even close enough in the – second half matter, yeah. matter because of Kansas City's second quarter um the offense is that good the sneaky part of that game is like we're talking about the Bills offense like we talk about the 2019 Chiefs offense and Kansas City's defense kind of like shut it down um forced some turnovers I think that's the sneaky big part heading into this Super Bowl where Tampa's red hot I I want to take Tampa in some ways but like if Kansas City plays on both sides of the ball like they did in that game against Buffalo, they're not going to lose. So, and, and now let's get into the Super Bowl a little bit. But I want to ask you, so I think the big takeaway, and it's not like I'm the only one saying this, a lot of people are, is that the Chiefs, they did lose, particularly Fisher, uh, you know, some key pieces on the line. And mm-hmm. the Bucks, they got to Rodgers again. Their front, Shaq Barrett, Pierre Paul, like they've got mm-hmm. guys. Todd Bowles loves to blitz. Is that something, as we bring up the matchup page, and you guys can see this, and that's why it's one of the many, many key resources that I use, is that something that has a concern for the Chiefs? Or do you think the way Andy Reid play calls, the way Mahomes seemingly can do whatever he wants, they'll find a way to neutralize what I think is probably the biggest advantage Tampa has? Maybe. That's why I said if Kansas City plays like they played against yep. Buffalo, they'll win the game. I didn't say Kansas City will win the game. <laughs> um Tampa's going to have a very good shot here, obviously, especially the way they're playing. And, like, we want to talk about Super Bowl props. You mentioned Devin White, the way he's been playing in this postseason. He's, uh, what, like plus four or 5,000 for Super Bowl MVP? Now, Tom Brady, if the Bucks win, it's going to be really hard to see Tom Brady not winning another Super Bowl MVP. Like, he got that one in the Falcons game when James White had, like, almost 20 catches and <laughs> dominated the game and didn't deserve it. Um but, like, I'll say, you know, I throw – I bet, like, a small long shot on both sides every year for Super Bowl MVP just for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I like, I hit Von Miller one year. That's the only time it's actually, like, worked out. Um, but he was pretty long odds in that, in that game. So, like, maybe Brady – Kansas City's secondary has been playing well. Maybe they have more success running the ball and Devin White has – it's going to take a lot, a couple sacks, a couple turnovers. Uh, but that narrative is there, especially if it's like a game more where Kansas City loses because the Bucks shut down Mahomes, then you like have to give it to the defensive side. There could be some value to something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're going to need a, a, a freak play. It's tough with the MVP because it's, you know, it's not a – it's an arbitrary award. So it's just like you have Mahomes and Brady, the faces of the league in some ways. You just mentioned it. Like 
should they get it in some circumstance? The answer would be no, but they still would. Um, but if you're talking about major odds, it'd be, I'd be interested in, in someone like, I mean, again, we're talking, we're, we're getting things started on a wild note here. These are like extreme MVP type candidates, maybe like hard, someone that could score on special teams. Who's a burner where it's like, if the game is low scoring for some reason, and the big play is a kickoff return or a punt return. What's uh, Harden's number? Uh, it's got to be huge. I don't have it in front of me. Let me pull it up. Okay. Um, but yeah, just some, they need he, to have a, an out. That's really my, my criteria. I mean, for somebody like him, I would say like, so Kansas, let's say Kansas city wins, like, let's say Kansas city wins like 17 to 13. And He's he has a, punt, he has a, okay. He has a punt return for a touchdown and catches the offensive touchdown from Mahomes. Like that's it would true. take that. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, and I'm sure if you shop this, you could find probably even better than than fifty to one. But these are these are long shot type guys. To me, there's a better chance of someone like that than like you know a a, a guy who's more reliant on the quarterback. Where it's like if they have a big game, Brady has a big game, or Mahomes has a big game. Hardman is somewhat reliant on it, but at least he gets the ball on rushing attempts and special teams and things like that. Right. Uh, so you're basically saying like somebody like Travis Kelsey is probably a bad bet because all of his success relies on Patrick Mahomes. The absolutely. only I will point out Brady has gotten two wide receivers Super Bowl MVPs in Dion Branch and Julian Edelman. So you would know better than me because they sadly I can't remember which of like the nine Super Bowls that he won those came. What I would say, and this could be wrong, correct me if it is, that the when that happened, Brady wasn't as Brady. Like the brand wasn't where Brady and Mahomes now are so huge, right? That it's more the James White effect, as you talked about with the Falcons. Oh, J- J- he should have gotten two wide receivers and a running back. He should have MVP yeah. because White got like whatever it was, seventeen catches. Um, the the first one was the Eagles one. That was their third Super Bowl in two thousand four, and Brady just. He was fine. He was average, but Dion Branch did the majority of the damage. And then the second one was the low-scoring Rams one, where he, Gronk oh, yeah. had the big catch to set up the Michelle touchdown. But there were so there was so little action in that game, and so much of it went to Edelman um, that he he wound up getting what a dumb game that was. That was a that was a weird game. When you're a fan, though, you're like it doesn't feel as bad as it was. Uh, you're oh, just sweating bad. it out the whole time because it was close the entire game. But that was a bad game. Yeah, that, that was, was the, the total in that game was like that was the year that we had Kansas City and the Rams get together for like a hundred points. And yeah. the Patriots had a great year. Obviously, they were in the Super Bowl, so like the total in that game, we were looking at like sixty points and uh, thirteen to three. Yeah, I mean that was the year that the Saints should have made it, and they just screwed up Correct. the the passes. That was, but that was bad. And now it's crazy. <laughs> the Niners and the Rams might be jettisoning their quarterback. Like you make it to the Super Bowl from the NFC. That just means that your quarterback will be uh, most likely cast away in the next couple of years. Well, but I'm, I think Brady probably will be gone in the next couple of years. But who, who knows? He might, he, Brady might outlast everybody. Blessing and a curse. But I do agree that like someone like Travis Kelsey, it's not him. It's just the product of what has to happen. Right. I want to ask you this, though, because this is a common, I don't want to say theory, but you've got something like Mahomes sitting, say, minus 120. 
to win the MVP. The Chiefs are minus 170 on the money line. Do you say, okay, there's almost no chance that the Chiefs win the game and it's not Mahomes. I'm just going to do a pseudo Chiefs money line play as Mahomes MVP. Or do you think there's a large middle there where the Chiefs win and it's not Mahomes? I can't bring myself to do that because that's what everybody was saying to do for the Patriots Rams Super Bowl <laughs> when the Pats, the Pats opened like minus 125, minus 130, which I got. Um, I bet a ton on that and was happy to have it. And then by the time it was like, that was like 10 days before the game. And then by the time it was game time, you have Brady at like minus 125 as Super Bowl MVP. And all my Pats fans, friends are in my ear like, oh, I don't want to bet the Pats minus 160, minus 180. I'm just going to bet Brady MVP. I'm like, be careful. And then it's Edelman. Like, just just imagine the feeling of doing that. And then you're right about who wins and the MVP is goes to someone else. Um, you're, you're, you're not betting on what you want to bet. You want to bet on the chiefs to win, but you just took something that's not Kansas city money line. So my advice would be to bet on what you want, bet on the outcome that you want to bet on and try not to get too cute. It's a little, it, it, it depends. Obviously it's all price driven. Like if it's a serious discrepancy, cause they're correlated. We know that there's a, if the chiefs win the game, there's a much higher chance that Mahomes is the MVP. We all know that. But if you're only getting from minus 170 to minus 120, to me, that's not enough. Now, if you're talking like it balloons to minus 210 and you're getting plus money on Mahomes, well, yeah, obviously I would really consider that. On the flip side, same concept for me. You have Tampa sitting around plus 150. You've got Brady north of two to one. I would ra- If you like Tampa, I-, I feel even worse about betting Brady than I would just take Tampa money line and yes it's not as good a price but you're you're covering if you're going a dog on the money line then just take the money line no need to look for extra extra payout but if you want to do the Mahomes thing like maybe you split if you maybe you take Mahomes even money Kansas City minus 170 then you feel like you have a minus 135 money line which is more fair um and if that weird like like for every for let's say we play this game 10 times as, as chiefs wins. Let's say we play out 10 chiefs wins. How many times do you think Mahomes wins MVP? Eight. I was going to say nine. So like you probably have to be okay with that. And if you get the one or two outliers where he doesn't, you're going to like break even at the end of the super bowl after picking the right winning side. And you're, you're not going to feel good about that. So (laughs) that's going to stink. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm more with you than not again, Price, and we're going to dive into this more and more as the week goes on. We have plenty of content, uh, literally. We got everything. I, I want to ask you just some general questions, though, because the Super Bowl is the only week where you can bet on a lot of stupid shit, to be honest. Uh, do you delve into those type of props? I know I know they're mostly offshore, um, and the limits, I mean, you're not going to get rich doing that, but like, do you ever look to whether it's cross sports, you know, they have like more yards, this guy or LeBron points, rebounds, assists, thing, you know, crossover things, national anthem, or do you just, do you focus really what you're doing on a normal playoff week? <clears throat> I generally don't have enough time to like get yeah. real information on this stuff. It's so hard. Um, it's all information driven. It's true. The only like, I don't know why every, every once in a while, just for fun, like, 
throw 20 bucks on like a coin flip or a Gatorade color, like just to get the juices flowing. Um, start you get you win the coin flip like all right i'm one to know it's gonna be a good night. how the hell do people bet the coin? even for me and i do a lot of dumb things i can't bet the coin flip that's just it's, awful it's as random as it gets yeah, <laughs> um, and you're laying minus 105 like so yeah, it's just it's, it's incredibly dumb <laughs> real dumb um i would say the gatorade color is more fun than the the, the fun thing about the coin flip is that it's before the game it's but the gatorade yeah. color is more fun than the coin flip because you're like oh what's it gonna be you have plus money um i don't know that one can be interesting one thing that i will say is the national anthem people you know they practice and people have inside information on where it's gonna go so that's one where like when you see it start moving you're like oh this side's taking some money once a side starts taking money it's going to fly so like if you hear something or see something or feel something once you see a little bit of movement, take it. Like once it goes like, oh, the over a minute and 59 seconds, I don't even know the real times. So over a minute and 59 seconds just went to minus 140 on Sunday morning. That means it's going to be minus 300 at kickoff. <laughs> so like if you believe that information, take it because sometimes it's good. Yeah, I listen, there's not. Some of them have no edge. Others honestly probably have the biggest edge because it's like there isn't, you know, it's like what color will this person wear? Well, somebody knows that. And if it leaks out on Twitter or whatnot, but, you know, the limits are not great. The cross sport props are interesting just because like for someone like you, you obviously have a good pulse on a points, rebounds, assist type thing for Luca or big name. And then you're looking at, okay, if this guy, you know, he's is over under for receiving yards uh, you know, say it's like Antonio Brown and it's, you know, 40 or something like that. To me, some of those are worth pursuing. You, you've mentioned the injury news. Well, they're going to affect I, things like that, too. I was going to say, if like if I can find something that, you know, pops up on Super Bowl Sunday where and you can't bet it before Sunday because you don't know the NBA injury news before Sunday. So like yep. if something were to pop up on Sunday where it's like, oh, this NBA prop has a little bit of an edge due to it one way or the other due to lineup news, um, then like now you have my attention a little bit to, you know, get it against a a good number. Uh, So I get what I see what you're saying there. If it were to kind of it would just take some some dumb luck for one prop to to just fall the right way. Uh, And I mean, that would be that would be cool to get, I think. So I'll keep an eye on it for sure. But the one thing is then what's a bigger edge is, is a bigger edge betting it against the actual number that it is, or is it a bitter, bigger edge to gamble on your gamble that like, if you're going over, what if LeBron, what if Anthony Davis is out and LeBron smashes his points, rebounds, assist prop, but Antonio Brown has a hundred yards. Yeah. <laughs> then you're screwed. You're upping in some ways, the variance, the, I guess the difference is you also have the other out, obviously. like it, That he has in, 19 yards and LeBron's going to score 19 points in the first half. And you yeah, like, walk away with it. And, and there, are, there are definitely situations where you would lose your prop straight up in the NBA, but you get bailed out because the, you know, the football prop is just he's yep. terrible. Um, yep. So, yeah, I, I think I also, again, I'm, I'm not – it seems, though, like – those would be the slowest to react. I know a lot of, of course, the stuff is automated and whatnot, but like those props can get stale. I think those lines can hang a little more. Um, 
they have a lot of them out there too. They're, I'm not talking that there's five or, you know, there's hundreds of those types, whether it's NHL, there's golf. Like you can find two sports that you think, you know, well, and start to compare them uh, the line, you know, again, it's not going to take heavy action to move it. So you can, you can kind of see where it's going and what's happening. Yep. Uh, I, I agree with you there. Those ones are going to, that's not like a player being ruled out and, and you see thing a player in the Super Bowl being mo- ruled out and you see lines just fly and move. Those are going to sit. Yeah, exactly. Those are, those are definitely going to sit for, for some time. And then, I mean, do you look to, obviously these are bets that you can, you can bet every week, but like I, I tend to look to more exotic where it's not just like, Oh, this is minus one ten. whether it's like player to score first touchdown, um, or even, do you ever do props where it's like, okay, this guy's receptions prop is say five and a half. I'm going to bet him over eight and a half, nine and a half catches for like plus money. Or do you think naturally that the books are, are stealing so much equity as you go up that it's really best not to to go to those things? Yeah, I don't really do the the alternate lines or anything like that. It's it's tough enough to win props set at the right number <laughs> as, as you know. Um, so like, I don't see anything that, uh, I mean, I don't see anything necessarily in this game. that's like, Oh wow. That somebody's due for, you know, two, three more receptions than their, their prop says, or this is way off. Everything's very well priced uh, in this game that it's I've seen Super so Bowl. far. Uh, yes. It's the Super Bowl. It will be well priced. So um it would be nice to, I would rather, you know, I would rather try and on books that allow you to parlay two outcomes that I think are very likely. Um, and I'm hoping, you know, for my podcast that I do, I'm, you know, I'm hoping to get another odds boost on, on DK Sportsbook. We got one last week that hit. It was Travis Kelsey to have a hundred or more yards and score a touchdown. He was minus 118 to go over 94 and a half yards. He was minus 125 to score. They were both outcomes that should have gotten there. They got there and it hit at plus 225. So like if I want to do something plus money, I'll parlay a couple of player props or uh, hopefully craft up another cool one of those that, that can cash. So we have a couple of minutes left before we bounce on out of here. And like I said, chat, you guys know NBA on NBA on NBA, we've got Josh Engelman, we've got Greg Ehrenberg coming up next. I just want to ask because again, this is you know this is not the Friday before the Super Bowl. This is the Friday before the Friday. Most of the things that we've talked about on this show, particularly with the NBA, it's you know day of the game, four hours before. There's a big breaking news story. You react, you steal some edge. Is there anything for the Super Bowl that you think is maybe best served potentially locking in early? as the value may disappear or are you more on the app that we have to wait closer to game time for the majority of these things, gather more info, see injury news uh, and go that route. Yeah. It's obviously game by game, matchup by matchup. I don't see that much in this game that I think is going to move. One thing that I'm kind of interested in um is the maybe an overall sacks prop the over? I think that without Fisher and the Tampa defensive line being so strong, I think they are going to get to Mahomes some. Tampa's offensive line has been improved, but overall in the season, you know they've given some stuff up. I think Kansas City can get to Brady. 
that's one that I think might take like some sharp money as the game approaches. I don't think you need to bet it now, but like maybe you bet it Friday before the game rather than Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really don't see many things in this game that I'm like, you've got to get this now before it moves. Do you? Not really, to be honest, because there's nothing that to me is going to swing the pendulum. Certainly if this is not like a game where, you know, when I bet some college basketball games and I lock them in, by the time the game tips, the spread has moved. Like this is the Super Bowl. Uh, it, the, the line doesn't just like suddenly start moving wildly unless something happens and we're not going to know that. What do, you, what do you think this closes at? Um, probably uh i mean i mean it's really just between three or three and a half yeah but it's just such a i think it's going to go to three and a half honestly uh i i don't know i think people initially with the the line and whatnot not the the spread but like the chiefs lost those linemen that i think there was some quick fire reaction to that as we get closer to game time i think that the chiefs close at three and a half um but that's just a gut feel. And again, what you said, we've got narrowed down. This isn't ballooning to six and a half. This isn't going to pick them, barring somebody obviously getting COVID or something. Like that doesn't happen on on a game like this. So I don't think there's a huge rush to get to the window. If you've identified a prop that you like and it checks out, lock it in. But don't be afraid to to put some things down on paper and monitor and say, you know what, if it gets to this price, I'm going to hit it, but I can wait. Uh, the sacks prop is interesting because Brady, we know that if someone gets close to him, he will give up the sack like he doesn't care. And obviously, mm-hmm. on the other side, I think that Shaq Barrett and these guys are going to get to Mahomes. He's very good at getting the ball out. Uh, all right. Before we get out of here, we did a question. Thoughts on a tight end on tight end onslaught with Kelsey, a captain with a yeah, with Braid and Gronk. I'm not sure I'd want Braid and Gronk in the same showdown lineup. Certainly, no. we're going to dive into that. I will say that I do think that Gronk, could be utilized a little more. I've been saying that though, and he had the big screen pass, but that's about all he did last week. It seems like he's really not a focal point right now with the offense. No, I like Brait more than Gronk, honestly, as a, as a receiver. Um, they're using Gronk as a blocker. He got a lot of targets in that New Orleans game, but he only caught one. I think he does. He still have two catches in the postseason in three games. He's been non-existent. Non-existent. He obviously had a crucial play in the Green Bay game. When it gets to crucial plays, Brady might look there um but it's really just gonna be the most you'd be missing out on is like one big play it's not I don't think it's like Gronk's gonna dominate the game no I would I would be more apt to go to if you wanted to take a shot to go like Gronk first touchdown and hope that you know around the red zone or something like that he can get in there because I I just don't see the volume here's one for you Gronk last touchdown because when it gets to crunch crunch time time that's where Tommy touchdowns going to be Tommy, looking. Yeah, Tommy touchdowns. <laughs> I can't take it. I really can't. I, take dude, it. I, before we go, I so I cashed Tampa plus. I, I bet these the day Brady signed before he signed. I cashed Tampa plus fifteen hundred to win the NFC. I have an even smaller bet on Tampa plus three thousand to win the Super Bowl. I only got like. 25 to 30 percent of my winnings out of that bet because i smashed new orleans money line i smashed green bay money line i thought they were losing both of those games i did not think they were going to win those games and they did so like i didn't win that much on my tampa prop that we've been discussing all season here uh because i didn't believe in them and now now i'm sitting here i know what it feels like like i had never bet against tom brady before i either bet on the patriots or i pass 
Mm-hmm. Um, now I've been going against Tom Brady, and I've just been funneling away profits over here, and I know what it's like. Yeah, welcome to my life for <laughs> literally the last 15 years. Went to college in Amherst and had to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's not great. I mean, it's better than holding Broncos tickets like I was, but that's another story and another show for another time. Here's, here's one more quick one for you, and I got okay. this from John John Ewing on Twitter. Um, right now, the Chiefs are taking more than 60% of the bets. So Tom Brady, since 2003, has taken 40% of the bets or fewer on 12 occasions. He has never not covered one of those games. That's great. He's 9-0-3. Getting three pushes in a 12-game sample is wild, but 9-0-3 against the spread when taking 40% or fewer tickets. It's one more reason why it's probably going to go to three and a half. Like I, I, I'd say the money and the tickets are going to come in on Kansas City. And that spread, listen, there, there's plenty of sharp people who are waiting, and there may be buyback. We'll see. Uh, if it ticks to three and a half, it may shoot right down to three. You know how that goes. It's just like Bitcoin and all those other things. Anyway, on that note, we're going to bounce on out of here for the day. Like I said, we'll have plenty of Super Bowl coverage. I know we just hit very broad strokes today, but if you have questions, follow Julian on Twitter at Julian Edlow, myself at JazzRazDFS, and join the community. Like I said, we're building something really special here at Awesome. We want you guys to be a part of it. Coming up next, Josh Ingleman, Greg Ehrenberg, NBA breakdown, everything you need to know for Friday. So good luck. Enjoy the weekend. Talk to you guys soon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.